bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Fresh, candid, and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Is Rose still holding on? You still with us, Rose? How are you You're doing, dear? You're the the truth. I'm good. How are you? you? Know what? what you going to holler at me oh, about I, now? I'm not. I, you know, <laughs> I, I share your thought process because you know what? Think, uh, lately when I've been eating out, they've been adding these different percentages, and sometimes I never paid attention, and I would give a tip. Mm-hmm. I see my thing, in the beginning, it was based on the service. And that they it was kind of subsidizing right. the, the the pay, but as the years going by, and I'm a, I'm one who believes in really helping a person, giving them as large a tip as I, as, you know, but because I my requests are so <laughs> numerous sometimes, and so because I, if, if they serve with a smile and give you know makes you feel comfortable, I give them a big tip. Right. But now with this fifteen percent, and sometimes more than fifteen percent, what I do now is wow. If I feel, I still I will give them a tip, and I'll subtract the certain percentage. And if the certain percentage that I said that they charge us is less than what I would have tipped, I just add on the difference. Because I think it's ridiculous within the head when that's what they're supposed to be doing is serving. But when they go beyond, is what I think tipping is supposed to be about. To say you went beyond what you normally would do with the smile, with whatever you know, just to make you right, feel comfortable. Right. 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 And that's not okay. what tipping is supposed to be all about. And so I don't mind giving extra money, but within reason. But sometimes I, I'm without reason to. I mean, if something is a, a, a dollar tip, I might give two or three dollars versus, or you know, just to cover the ten percent, twenty percent, and thirty percent. Depends upon the whole attitude. But I, I'm I'm really appalled at all these extra service charges that they're putting on the things. So I tell people, yep, read yep, your yep. receipt. But I agree with you 100%. Oh, yeah. It's very, 
confusing sometimes, but you have to do what you can feel. If you can't afford to tip, one shouldn't go out and eat, really. I believe. If, I right. mean, you don't well, have to tip. But yeah, I tell you, I'm, I'm a, you, you really true. hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you much, Keep on keeping on there. Sure. Bye-bye now. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, we were talking about tipping in the last hour and service fees and how I'm just not with the whole service fee then. We can pick that up again or we can come up with what you want to talk about. But right now, um, there's so many strange and bizarre things going on in the news that some of the things I thought I would share with you. And now we'll go to number five. Number five. Well, this story had me a little perplexed. It had me a little um, (laughs) wondering what's going on in Milwaukee. However, an Oneida man from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel who spent nearly 18 years in prison is suing Milwaukee for wrongful conviction. Attorneys for Oneida Nation man whose homicide conviction was overturned filed a lawsuit this past Monday against the city of Milwaukee and former members of the Milwaukee Police Department alleging that police conspired to frame him for murder. Danny Wilbur, a 44-year-old citizen of the Oneida Nation, was convicted in the 2004 murder of David Diaz in Milwaukee and was incarcerated for 18 years during which time he maintained his innocence. Wilbur was released in late 2021 after U.S. Appeals Court overturned his conviction over a shackling issue and judges voted weakness in the evidence against him. Wilbur and his attorneys from the Chicago-based People's Law Office filed the civil rights lawsuit in U.S. District Court in the Eastern District of Wisconsin, alleging police fabricated evidence against him, concealed evidence of his innocence, and ignored other potential witnesses. He said, I firmly believe that what the Milwaukee Police Department did to me was deliberate, systematic, and meticulously orchestrated to frame and wrongfully convict an obviously innocent man. I hope this case will bring some measure of law enforcement accountability when it comes to MPD bringing false charges and obtaining wrongful convictions of black and indigenous people in Milwaukee. Of course, neither the Milwaukee Police Department or the city attorney's office return requests for interviews. He was arrested in February of 2004 for the January 31st, 2004 homicide of Diaz. Uh, Diaz was 23, shot, and I'm not going to give some of the details. And um, In a 2021 opinion, they overturned his conviction. The Seventh Circuit Appeals Court said the physical evidence against Wilbur posed difficulties for the prosecution. So it'll be interesting... Um, whether or not they will actually um, lock this person up. Number four. Number four. Well, the city of Milwaukee, um, since they don't want to pay money and don't feel like they need to pay out any money, um, they believe they shouldn't help pay for American Family Insurance, American Family Insurance Fields uh, Improvement. Well, that's according to five of the 15 common council members. Their statement comes as Democratic Governor Tony Evers' stadium 
spending proposal remains on hold as state legislators continue to review it. A statement issued on Wednesday said, with Governor Evers' months-old proposal to use part of the state surplus to fund $290 million in needed repairs to American Family Field all but dead, we want to change the expectations trajectory for the funding in a fundamental way. And then it said, we firmly believe not a dime of the funding should be footed by the city of Milwaukee taxpayers. And it was signed by Common Council members Jonathan Brostoff, Lamont Westmoreland, Larissa Taylor, Mark Borkowski, and Russell Stamper. And if I'm not mistaken, that's a fairly bipartisan um, group of people. And so I, I find it interesting that um, Evers had proposed $290 million payment to help pay for the nearly $450 million that's needed. And I don't think, I kind of agree with the city council that uh, we, we, we shouldn't be paying that either. And now on to story number three. Number three. Again, with Tony Evers, it's his month, it's his week, it's his day. He signed into law a sweeping legislative overhaul that allows and changes how Wisconsin's youngest elementary students learn to read by emphasizing a phonics-based approach. Now, this is bizarre to me because when I grew up, I actually took phonics. When I grew up, I actually had to learn phonics. I learned how to read by using phonics. I learned how to talk by using phonics. When did we get away from phonics? I mean, I'm, I'm a little removed from, um, you know, K-12 education. And I know we stopped teaching when you get to the fourth grade and we only give enrichment after third grade, but we don't teach phonics. That's bizarre to me. That's strange to me. Evers' signature caps off weeks of debate between Republican lawmakers, the State Department of Public Instruction, and the governor, who twice threatened to veto the bill if it forced students to repeat courses. Now, that's idiotic. If you fail, you need to repeat the course. Who in their right mind says, hey, you failed it, but you can, you can go on and go to the next thing? Makes absolutely no sense. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is for me that reading curriculum, this is what, this is what Governor Evers said, uh, reading curriculum is only one small part of the equation to ensuring our kids are prepared for success. We know that kids who are hungry, in crisis, experiencing other challenges at home might have trouble focusing in class or on their studies, be distracted or disengage their school and have a hard time completing their coursework. Do we always think of kids in the negative? I mean, there are some that need it, and this is great that he's helping them. But the majority of kids are smart and intelligent and do great things. So I don't, I don't know. We need to, we need to, I think we need to rethink that. And I'm going to go to my, before I get upset about it, I'm going to go to my story number two. Number two. It saddens me to say a five-year-old girl was shot last night near 41st and Wright in Milwaukee, according to the Milwaukee Fire Department. Um, as the crime, at the crime scene, toys were scattered around the front lawn. A neighbor said the little girl was playing outside with other children when a car drove up and someone started shooting. Milwaukee Fire Department said the child was taking a freighter 
and is in critical condition. Mayor Cavalier Johnson talked to neighbors after the shooting and shares their frustrations by saying no child at any age should be shot when they're simply playing outside. It's unconscionable. It's not right. I am incredibly frustrated by the violence. It's simplest, it's stupid, and it's dumb. Police, in this instance, have made no arrests. And on to my top story, number one. Number one. So, I've seen some strange things in life. I've heard some strange things in life. But this story has me perplexed. Like, I'm, I'm wondering what's, what's wrong with this person. And I'm wondering what's wrong because this person, well, let me just read the story. The mother of a U.S. soldier from Racine that was detained in North Korea is making a plea to get her son back home to Wisconsin. U.S. officials tell ABC News where the story came from. 23-year-old private second class Travis King crossed into North Korea shortly after being released from prison in South Korea where he served 47 days on assault charges. Now, speaking outside a racing home, Claudine Gates told 12 News, Matt Smith, I just want my son back, get my son home, get my son home, and pray that he comes home. Meanwhile, King's brother says the family's asking for privacy at this time. Racine Park High School confirmed with 12 News that King actually attended the high school and graduated in 2020. North Korean officials have not yet responded to the U.S. outreach over King's detainment. And ABC News reporting King has been a cavalry scout in the U.S. Army since January of 2021, has no deployments, according to service information provided by Army spokesperson Bryce DeBee. So here's, here, here's the problem I'm having with this. First of all, what was a black man doing in South Korea, let alone North Korea? And if you were going to run from your job, why would you go to the most ridiculous, craziest regime on the face of the earth? North Korea. Kim Jong-un. Like, like, what were you thinking? You're not a socialist. And you have military secrets, and they may probably... I don't know. Hang you up by your thumbs and get information out of you. But he's only a private second class, so it's not like he has a lot of information. But he still has to have, at a minimum, I would think, a secret clearance. So there's some things he knows about how the military works in America. But for a black man to be followed Something spooks them, and he goes into a tour guide and walks into North Korea, and then they found out he didn't belong there, and they arrested him. Here's my question. Do we want him back? I don't know. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We are live from Milwaukee Night Market, and you can come check us out. We'll be hanging down here. I'm right here at 3rd and Wisconsin outside the patio right here at 3rd Street Market. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm going to keep saying it until you get right down here and you walk past like other people have done and wave and 
say hello. And speaking of this event, you know, 1017, the Truth Street team, sponsored by UW Credit Union, is on the move this week, just like we're here now, and coming to an event near you. Join our Stroop team tonight. They'll be here till 8 o'clock, so make sure you come down and say hello. Also, come out to the ballpark this Friday, win some Truth merch as our street team celebrates the Brewers Negro League tribute night game at American Family Insurance Field. And lastly, Saturday, this Saturday, the 22nd, one of my guys, Mr. Jenkins, Devin Jenkins, is having a great time with music and community as his Share the Vibes Music and Technology Festival is at the Miramar Theater at noon till 7. So we can't wait for you to show up. We've got all this stuff tonight and Saturday, baseball game on Friday. There is absolutely no reason why you don't come harass the street. I mean, talk to the street team. I'm kidding. Um, and talk and get merch and walk around. And let everybody know you love the new 1017 The Truth. Our street team is sponsored by UW Credit Union. They're here for every you. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. This is Truth in the Afternoon. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. We've had a mixed bag of talking. Um, and I think I'm going to stop talking and do some stuff that you all like to do. All right? So, Milwaukee is a city of festivals. Y'all know that because we have them every, like, a week, every weekend. And I, I think that's one of the things I actually really, really, really love about Milwaukee. Some of the festivals, not the huge, oh, it's, it's Summerfest and it's huge and it's big or, or State Fair, right? Love it, but it's a lot of people. But then you get the, the ethnic festivals that are phenomenal because you get to learn the things about the festival and the people and the culture and the ethnicity that they talk about. And so uh, German Fest is the next festival being celebrated here in the city. And so it's taking place July 28th to July 30th, one of the largest German festivals in North America. And so German Fest Milwaukee is known for its authentic food, authentic culture, and authentic entertainment. They invite you to bring the family, uh, raise the stein, polka, the night away, and make it your tradition. Be caller number four right now at 833-212-1017. You can win two free tickets to attend Milwaukee's German Fest. That's caller number four, 833-212-1017. Right now, like this moment, to win two tickets to some, to a, I almost said Summerfest, to German Fest, um, July 28th through the 30th, right along with our city's beautiful lakefront on the Summerfest grounds. So make sure you check it out. Caller number four, 833-212-1017. 1-0-1-0. One seven is the 
number. No, you can't hit me on the talking text line. You got to actually call the number, talk to the producer, Alex, and be caller number four. That's all I'm saying. Don't try to call and say, I am four. No, we have to count one, two, three, four, and then you're the caller. All right? And so keep calling until we let you know that someone actually won. 833-212-1017 is the number. So going back, I would just not tip. If I got to pay a service fee, I'm either paying a service fee or a tip. Let them argue with management whether or not they're going to get paid or not. That, that's not my issue. That's their issue. Does that mean? I don't know. But we're hanging out live at Milwaukee Night Market, uh, third in Wisconsin. Come check us out. Come get some merch. Uh, at 6 o'clock, come hang out. Street Team's going to be here, sponsored by UW Credit Union. They're going to be doing all sorts of things. And um, if I'm not mistaken, they got some stuff that you could, like, <coughs> ask for and get. You know what I'm saying? Some merch. So come check it out. Come, come get it and, um, you know, do that. You know, it's funny because I'm, I'm really not seeing a lot of children down here. It's the summer. I mean, and, of course, as soon as I said that, I looked over and I saw a kid. Um, I'm wondering. I see a lot of kids walking around. And when my kids were growing up, I'm trying to remember. See, um, I don't know when they got cell phones. I wonder. Like, I've always wondered, when does a kid get a cell phone? Today. You know, back in the day, it was easy because, you know, they, was, they, they weren't that, there was, there was not a great proliferation of cell phones. So because it wasn't a big proliferation, it really didn't, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. And so my question is, what age does a child get a cell phone? That's what I want to know. 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, um, hopefully I'll have some information on who won the tickets. And you need to be caller number four at 833-212-1017 to win two tickets to German Fest, July 28th and 29th. And also, I want to know, what age does a kid get a cell phone today? And I'll tell you a story that I read and the age that they actually gave a kid a cell phone. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I have a friend of mine's daughter who who mocks me every time she sees me. 
It's terrible. It's terrible. It's kind of a form of flattery, so I'm okay with it. I am okay. Hey, we want to say congratulations to our winner, April, on winning today's German Fest ticket giveaway on Truth in the Afternoon. If you want to win tickets to German Fest, come down here right now. Milwaukee's Night Market tonight. Truth Team is here till 8 o'clock. And find the Truth Table right here. And we'll be giving away tickets to German Fest. So if you're interested, um, I mean, I would stand up right now and holler to the crowd that's walking by. Hey, we have tickets to Summerfest. I don't want to get run over by people. And so you have the secret. So you might be one of the ones to get down here and not tell anybody and just come and say, hey, I'm here to pick up German Fest tickets. Now, I'm not going to lie. The food is great. The food is phenomenal. I'm just saying. And so um, that's where you need to be. Come check us out. We are right here. Um, I would say 275 uh, West Wisconsin Avenue. We're here. Got the truth tent up. Uh, street team is here, sponsored by UW Credit Union. We are hanging out. The crowd is ridiculous. It's crowded back and forth, east and west, doing all sorts of uh, things here. So I think you'll have a great time if you come down and check us out. All right. So before the break, we were, we were talking about... Um, at what age? And so I saw a story that talked about it. And and I never, I think we waited till maybe high school for my oldest daughter. But my youngest daughter got a cell phone, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in about sixth grade. My oldest daughter got it in high school. But this was, you know, over a decade ago when the proliferation of cell phones wasn't the way it was and neither was social media and things of that nature. So now um, I read a story that a kid at age 10 got a cell phone. And so my question is, why would you get a kid a cell phone at age 10? And the only thing I could come up with is to track the kid wherever they go because if they're going to play with it, and use it, that means that I can put stuff on it that guarantees that I get to track wherever they go. And, you know, the way phones are made today, when you power the phone down, it's not off. When you charge it, it stops charging when it hits 100%, so you don't burn up your phone and burn up your battery. So phones, you know, technology has become so great that you don't have to really worry about... Um, those types of things happening and you can just track it even even when your phone dies I well no let me let me rephrase that I know iPhones do that that even if you turn your phone off and you make sure it's off you can actually do that so I mean I think it's okay I think it is um, something you should do with your kid give them a phone but make sure you get them the right phone and iPhones do that. I have an iPhone. I'm an iPhone fanatic. You know, I like everything connected and iPad and phone and TV and all that stuff. So, you know, computer, all that. Why? Because I'm lazy. So when I switch devices, I want everything on it. I want to see every single thing I do. 833 212 
1-7 is the number. Again, congrats to April. She got some uh, tickets to go see, to go to um, German Fest down at the Summerfest grounds. So that is July 28th and 29th. So they'll be doing that. All right, so here's the deal. I have a question, and it's just one of those days where I did a lot of show prep because I, I wanted to make sure when I was down here and talking, I wouldn't get distracted and have to do other things and see other things and all that. But I have a question. And so I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating asking two people uh, a question. And so I might, I might take the time and see what they say. You know, like one's an intern and one works. And so I'm going to get their attention. Well, let me let me let me do this. And so we're live on the radio and I would like to ask the two young ladies a question. Did you go to college? I did. And did you go to college? I'm going to be You're in. Co OK, so I have two people. One is in college and the other is graduated from college. We'll say that. Because, you know, she considers herself an old head. And so, you know, when you're, when you're like a year out of college, you're considered old. So, you know, I'm just saying, so, you know, she's really old. And so, oh, I'm just teasing. And so the question is, is college a woman's world? Yeah, in what sense? You tell me. Just think about what I said. Is college a woman's world? And if anybody wants to jump on, you don't have to, but. Is college a woman's world? And here's why I say that. Okay, yeah, let me, yeah. Men don't seem to want to go to college. They don't. Men want to make money. Because women want men who make money, has a car, lives on its own, self-sufficient, doing things, right? I would hope so. But he didn't go to college. You did. We're not going to talk about the issue of going to college, not going to college, dating somebody who went to college, didn't go, all that drama, right? Because in the long run, if you went to college, odds are you're going to make more money than him. So, 58% of women versus 42% of men attend college. No, I said that wrong. Of the college population, 58% of them are women, 42% are men. Clearly, Men are not going to college. So when black women get bored, they want to get another degree. So this is from an African American woman who shall name who shall remain nameless, Alex, who said that the meme said because now she's blaming a meme because you know that's what they generation do. They blame like AI memes stuff other people made and then say it wasn't them they just repeating it you know people hate you but i i love you but people say they hate you i'm just repeating what they say oh okay so life is a meme so so what's making black women bored then that they would have to go back and get a degree okay so here you just gonna have to go on and do that okay I don't, I don't hear you. I don't think that one works, but go right, go right ahead and I'll repeat what you say. Okay. 
the running joke is black women get bored. When they get bored, they go back to school. Is it? Right, so the women you associate with get bored and they go back to school. Yes. I mean, do they go back and get degrees? Or do they get certificates? Uh, or so what's my, the... My cousin has a, she's a teacher. Okay, so, so they already have careers, yes. and then they go back and get paid again so they can get paid again. So what about relationships and... People can multitask. Well, they really can't. Your brain's not wired to multitask. That's why people are called mediocre. No, no. You can concentrate on one and then do the other one. But when you do both, you're kind of, yeah. So, so, I hear what you're saying. College really is a woman's world. So you have a bachelor's degree, and you would go back and get a master's degree. She's saying she would go back and get a master's degree, which clearly means she's bored. Okay. All right. All right. So now we're saying if it's paid for. The other young lady here, the other woman here is saying it has to be paid for. So do you think women are more apt to get their degrees paid for than men? Hard to say. Hard to say. You'd have to, like, see it. How many people they have and all that. So, okay. So, another one of those athletes. All these athletes around here. I couldn't work my way out of paper bags. So, I don't, I'm not really the athletic kind. But that makes sense. So, I believe that college is a woman's world. That when you go to college, the majority of them are women. The majority of the graduates. The majority of the professors are women. Even though men tend to be in leadership, women are the professors who do the teaching just like in K-12. And so I guess reluctantly, I guess what I'm trying to say is it is it is a woman's world. Say that again. I can't hear you. Do you think men are more interested in the just making the money aspect? Like, I'm already making money. I don't want to go to school. Mm -hmm. I probably have to put off me making more money. So are, are, are men more apt to make more money? I would say yes. However, before we go to break, I have to say this. It's women's fault. Because if a woman would tell a man, I want you to go to college, graduate, get a job, blah, 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 he would do that. But if the woman is saying, I want you to have a car and your own place and all those physical things dressed the right way, then I'm going to do that, which means I can't go to college. I got to go get a job. And odds are I'm never going to make enough money to really blossom because I didn't go to college unless I do the type of job like the trades. And then you'll definitely make more money than your college graduate. But... <laughs> you know, every everything differs. And so my question, 833-212-1017 is the number. Are women running the world? Like, do they really rule the world? And if they can't, I'm of the opinion that all they have to do is change their mind and the entire world changes. If you think that, 
give me a call. 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, talking text line, all sorts of things going on. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. We are live from Milwaukee Night Market. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Security Mike said, too much out there on them phones now for a kid to have one at a young age, but you like to be able to track them, so the parent should make that decision. But what age? Like, what age would you give your kid a phone? Like, I saw a story where they gave a 10-year-old a phone. And so my question was, what is a 10-year-old doing that they would actually need a cell phone other than being on social media? There's, there's no, who are they? First, first of all, adults don't call people. So if adults don't call people, why would I give a 10-year-old a phone? Who's not going to call anybody? And if I want to get in touch with them, if I call you, you better answer your phone. So what age? 10? 12? You say 13? 13, 14? Like high school. Okay. I can see high school because it gets a little busier and, you know, picking folks up and I got to go play basketball. I got to go play rugby. I got to go softball. I got to. So that I get. You know, you got to pick them up and do things like that. But at some point, I believe there's a. Um, Law of diminishing return. Like at some point, giving a kid a phone too young, they're going to become so distracted that they're not going to get their work done. They're going to get so distracted that they're not going to finish homework. All sorts of things are going to happen. And so how do you get around that? Like how do you give a phone, you got to take a phone. And I guess what it, what it really means is that you as an adult are going to have to be an adult. You're, you're going to have to step up and handle your child. But I don't know if we do that these days. I kind of see children running over their parents. I, I, I see children talking to their parents and telling their parents how they feel and I think we got a little into the whole trauma thing and we got into every little thing makes me not want to do this and we don't give kids the boundaries they need in order to be able to function emotionally. And then on top of that, you give them a phone. And I think a phone is not a really good thing to give a kid at this point. Not at age 10. That's, that's a little over the top. That is over the top. Hey, Truth Nation, during July, we want to celebrate the survivors of breast cancer and highlight their stories of fighting 
and thriving through their diagnosis. And so all month long, this July, like right now, you'll hear about the journey of our beloved general manager, Cherie Harris, and how she thrived through her diagnosis and continues to be an inspiration and a positive force for family, friends, teammates, and you. So we want you to join us Thursday, July 27th, 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. at the Broken Bat Brewery as Bailey Coleman and Vivian King host our Thrive Through special show live. And in addition, your favorite 1017 The Truth hosts will serve as guest bartenders. I, I, I don't know. You, you better ask for a straight drink because if you want a mixed drink, good luck with that. Um, they'll be the guest bartenders from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. to help fundraise for a special cause. All tips, 10% of sales go to support the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Breast Cancer Care and Research Fund. So make sure you come check that out Thursday, July 27th, 4 to 8, Broken Bat Brewery. And um, I think it'll be great. We, we support Cherie, and she's come through with flying colors and is battling and doing great. And she's um, giving us all headaches now. So, no, I'm just teasing. It's, it's great to see her back. And, and she's, she's, she's thriving, and she's doing great things. And um, the cool thing about it, something I've been talking about this week in my opening, is if she can do it, you can do it. And I think it's important that we take a look at our lives and see the things that, that we can overcome. And, and when we see other people, we recognize and know it's not that hard. You know, it's a little tough. But we have to remember that um, in the end, we can all make it. That it's important that we remember that. That it's, it's important that we know that through it all, we can make it. And we've got examples. 1017 The Truth has Cherie Harris right here, general manager, who's thrived, who's come through, who toughed it out. And now she wants to give back to Freighter and the Medical College and their Breast Cancer Care and Research Fund. And so come join us. Come check it out. All right. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're live at Milwaukee Night Market. Thank you for joining us. We had a great time. want to thank the Truth team. All of our teammates want to thank interns are here. Everybody's down here harassing me and pushing me around and making me do all my work and doing everything and laugh and have some fun. And uh, it's great to be here. Tory Lowe Show is coming up next. Come check us out. We'll be here till 8 o'clock. Truth Street Team, sponsored by UW Credit Union. They're here for every you, and so are we. You're here till 10? That's even better. So now you have no excuse to make it. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. God bless. Take care. I'm out.